Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. Revealing and unconcealing, what is it that is getting in the way of our potential as human beings? Exploring the power of the body-mind and our current relationship with reality. Together, I want to dive into an inquiry into what is happening in our world today and who we are being and how we are living in it, both individually and as a species. What is it that is keeping us stuck, causing us to repeat the same patterns and cycles? What is getting in the way of our potential and our evolution as a species? I'm Nikki Clinch, and I am your host. I will be sharing the science, research, and many human stories on why we are the way we are and what is required for us to outgrow our current way of being and birth a new possibility for ourselves. Because now is the time to remember and to discover our infinite potential of being human. Welcome to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. I'm Nikki Clinch, and I am your host. Thank you all so much for tuning in today to listen to today's episode. This is episode 10. And firstly, I want to thank everybody so much for all your contribution to the birthing of this podcast into the world. It has been just blowing my mind how many of you are listening. I'm so grateful and thankful for all your reviews and the five-star ratings that you've been giving us. And even more importantly, how much you are sharing this with the people that you love and the people that you know, and also taking it in for yourself. The intention of this podcast is not just to help you on an individual but to give you as the individual a context from which to see and from which to understand why you are the way you are and why we are the way we are. And in fact, being able to allow that distinction in dissolves the barriers and the separation that happens between us as individuals and brings us together as one species. Now, I don't mean that as some kind of love and light, beautiful Instagram quote, we are actually one species, but we don't live like that. We live as if we're 8 billion individuals on the planet and our individual experiences and individual struggles and individual fights and battles and our individual longings are somehow individual and personal only to us. But my intention for everyone listening and that has listened thus far, is that this podcast will allow you to see patterns and connections and sequences in why you are the way you are and the patterns and the ways of being that you are being that are not a you problem, that these are parts of the design of the being human being the parts of the current design of the being of human being. And thus it is a human problem and you just happen to be a human being. So if you really allow yourself to let this in 
to impact your individual world and individual experience of world and individual perception of world and of who you think you are in it, then also you can simultaneously let it in for human being, which if you really let that in experientially, that begins to dissolve the walls and the barriers that keep us in this illusion that we're somehow all separate, that there is a there are multiple universal factors from which and to which that we as a species are stuck in and struggling with. And when you only look at it from an individual level, that's like standing on the ground wondering why you can't see the same patterns and sequences in the landscape of the earth as you do when you rise up to space and look out the window from a rocket ship. When you rise up to space and look out the window from the rocket ship and see the entire planet as a whole, you see patterns and sequences and connections in the landscape that you can't even see, not even close to seeing, when you're standing on ground. And that is what we're doing here that what I speak about here, I speak for you as the individual, but I'm speaking from a human being context. Everything I speak about here will be coming from an ontological context, the context of maturation, our evolution as human beings, as a species, and the blind spots that we as a species are stuck in and struggling with, and it is keeping us in a certain limitation of our possibility and potential of who we are. It's also creating an awful lot of suffering and violence and destruction. You only have to look at our world today for five minutes, for two minutes, for one minute, before it's almost too painful to even let in how could we possibly be doing this to each other? Why are we repeating the same old stuff? How come we seem to know conceptually and logically what the right things to do is, what the, the better way to be on this planet with each other is, and yet knowing that on a conceptual understanding level doesn't seem to be enough to create fundamental change in our behavior and who we're being with each other and with ourselves. So everything I share here, I share for you as the individual because you are human and so am I. This is a universal struggle that we struggle with. I read an amazing book the other day called, uh, by Jill Bolte Taylor, The Right Left Brain Thinking. Amazing, amazing book. I love, I love her. And she says at the beginning about how surprised she was when her TED talk came out and how it went completely viral across the planet, where she shared about having a brain hemorrhage and being a brain scientist and being able to watch her own brain hemorrhage from the inside out and to be able to see everything that was happening and understand everything that was happening to her while it was happening, which is an extraordinary experience. And it's similar experience to what I had when I had my brain injury, but I was able to see it from an ontological level. But I digress. In her book, she says 
the most consistent comments, feedback, that the millions and millions and millions of people that listened to her TED Talk said, 100% of those people were searching for that experience of euphoria that she shared about in her talk, that she had in her brain hemorrhage, that she discovered that is possible for us as a species. I too can back that up. 100% of everyone I have ever worked with has a deep-seated longing for freedom. And most of the time, we don't even know what that is, and yet we long for it. The longing search to somehow be liberated from whatever it is that is keeping me trapped and stuck and, and repeating and entangled in the same stuff. Why is it so hard to simply be myself? Is it just me? Is there something wrong with me? Is it me that has the problem? And that's what we tell ourselves and that's what we then live in and that's where we continue struggling from and we don't realize this is a universal factor. Human beings are searching and longing for something that they don't even know what it is, but they long for it so much that it drives them, it runs us like a deep-seated, unfeedable hunger while simultaneously thinking that our struggles and our problems and our sufferings are a me problem. And then that makes the problem even worse. If you're listening and you identify with this, firstly, let it in, let yourself feel it. And please hear me. This is not just you. It is you, but it isn't just you. When the rainstorm comes, you do get personally wet. But the rain is not just targeting you. You do suffer individually, but the problem is not just you. So I want to dive into today's topic now that I have reinstated that context, particularly for those of you who may be new listeners. And I'll keep reinstating that context and intention because it can be so easy to keep hearing this work as if it's just another strategy in our own self-development. But, but, the, but if we miss the point, and the point is all of this is educating you to see who you are and who you have been being and why you have been being and why you have been struggling from a human species context. Okay, well, I think I've hit that home. <laughs> so let's let's carry on. Today's episode is I want to speak about something that is something that I believe affects 100% of the planet and yet we don't know it. So few of us realize it. And that is the power and the importance of deep listening. Listening. Our ability to listen and the depth from which we are able to listen gives us the expansiveness and the depth of what we see. And what we see gives us our behavior and our choices of how to be. I'm going to say that again. Our ability 
and the depth from which we are able to listen gives us the depth and the expansiveness or lack of expansiveness of what we see. And what we see gives us our choices of how to behave and how to be and what to say, which basically is who we're being. So listening is pretty important, but we don't live like it's important. In fact, most of the planet, we are educated that listening is some form of physical, only mechanical process to hear noise. Most of us are educated, certainly that's how I was educated about listening. Most of us, we grow up with a story and a perception and an education of listening. In fact, we're not actually actively educated about listening. We just default into listening, the kind of listening that is part of the universal collective agreement on our planet currently in the old paradigm. We grow up with a relationship to listening as if it is simply just a mechanical piece of the technology of being human that comes with our ears that hears noise. Now, that is certainly true. We certainly hear noise with the apparatus that we have of our ears. But is that really all there is to hear? Is that really all the information that there is to pick up? Or is that significantly limited? I want to begin by asking you a riddle, a koan. When the tree falls in the forest and no one is there, is there a sound? No, because sound is only sound when the vibrations of the tree hitting the ground runs through the airwaves and hits the apparatus of the ear and the inner ear that then translates as sound for that human being who hears it. So there is a process from frequency and waves, energy waves, that translates through the human ear into what the human being hears. That's how what we hear becomes what we hear. But we don't live like that. We just hear what we hear and we think that's what it is. But actually, what is actually happening when we hear sound is energy waves are being translated through the human ear into what then appears to us as sound. So there's an important blind spot and distinction that we don't really talk about is what gets translated and through what does it get translated? And then that gives us what we hear. And then is what we hear really all there is? Or is that just what is translated for us? There is an extraordinary research study that's been happening where scientists have been diving into a body of work, which they're calling active information. So in this research of active information, these scientists have been looking into and studying what actually happens in the brain mind and the body mind that translates incoming sensory information through the brain and body that then gives us 
the choices and the actions and the behaviors and the emotional responses that we get, which then gives us what we do and that gives us who we are being. So I want to read you something from one of these research studies. This is from a piece of research called Incoming Sensory Information. It's by a scientist called L.T. Maloney in a body of work that he was working on called Brain Mapping. And I want to read it for you. This particular piece is by someone called Lewis Eisenman in Understanding Intuition the brain and perception. So I'm going to read you just a little bit of this. A lot of it is pretty heavy going scientific language, but I'm going to read it to you and then I'm going to break it down. How the brains make up their minds. That's the title of this particular piece that I'm reading to you. In neural tissue, the axon of one neuron and the dendrite of another are separated by small gaps called synapses. When an axon fires, neurotransmitter molecules rapidly diffuse across the synapse and bind to receptors on the opposing neuron's dendrite. This initiates a wave of electrochemical excitation that travels along the dendrite to the opposing neuron cell body. In turn, this generates a weak electrical current in the electrocellular fluid outside the dendritic membrane. The currents in the extracellular fluid from different cells add together. When summed, they can greatly enhance the possibility that other neurons in the neighborhood will also fire. The brain waves recorded by EEG primarily measure the combined extracellular current generated by the dendrites of a large number of cells. I know that's a lot. Bear with me. Extracellular currents become particularly important in the presence of neuromodulator molecules that signify biological value, meaning it starts to recognize something that is already stored biologically in the body-mind and recognizes as something that we know. These values correspond to the animal's intrinsic needs and goals. They correspond to the animal's intrinsic needs and goals. And by the way, we as human beings are animals. And they are progressively fine-tuned by experience. What have we experienced that is stored in the cells of our body, in the matter of our body? If you go back to the episode Body, Mind and, and Identity, what is stored of our past in the body-mind that is already there? These values correspond to the animal's intrinsic needs and goals, and they are progressively fine-tuned by experience. Neuromodulators work by modifying neural firing to encourage behaviors that support survival and well-being. They are released in response to signals from the limbic system, the group of brain structures largely responsible for innate seeking and avoidance behaviors and for emotional responses. In the presence of these neuromodulators, nearby neurons that fire together readily form associations that are strongly interconnected. Now, what does all of that even mean? I know that was pretty hardcore and pretty heavy, but what I really, the whole point of it is, is I want it to go in that this is now being discovered in scientific research 
that the sensory information that is being received through the human being, sound waves of the tree, through the human being are then filtered, filtered through the neural wiring and transmitters that are always already there given to you by your historical experience and past. And then that gives us, it fires up what we already recognize based on our past that then gives us what we feel, our emotional responses and our survival behaviors. And then where we're seeing from, which is all fired up, gives us what we see. If you go back to episodes one, two, three, four, reality is an appearing phenomenon. We don't see what's there. We see from where we see from. So long story short, simplifying this right down, are you really able to listen to what the sensory information that is being communicated in the field? Or do you hear what's filtered through your own story and neural transmitters based on your past and you only hear what your story gives you to hear? Most human beings do not know how to listen. We know how to hear noise. We know how to hear what's given us by our body-mind that gives us what we hear. But are we really able to listen? Deep listening is the ability to be able to pick up and hear multiple, multiple layers, refined layers and resonance of the active information and sensory information that is being communicated and being able to deeply hear what is there. I don't know whether you've ever watched that program on Netflix, Fantastic Fungi, but there's this extraordinary scene in the documentary where they're speaking about how mycelium, mushrooms, fungi, are communicating to each other through electromagnetic fields and currents underneath the earth. And it's a very, very high intelligent level of communication. And I thought, wow, we are still running on a very, very basic level of communication with each other. We hear noise and we make noise and we think that's it. That's not. We are missing so much active information that is being communicated in the field. We're missing the refined resonance the, the ability to hear beyond our own reactive mechanical responses, beyond our own history, beyond our own past, beyond our own survival patterns. How many of you have been in a conversation with your partner or your friend or your mother and you're only pretending to really listen to what they're saying? In fact, you're not listening at all. What they are saying has already activated what you already think you know, and you're filtering that through what you already think you know, and then you're getting ready to say what you want to say based on what you already think you know. Now, that's no judgment. This is not a you problem. This is a human problem. But how many of you have been there? I'll put my hand up. 
when you're not able to listen because what's already been coming out of the person communicating to you, and it's not just the sound, but it's the energy they're giving out, it's the emotion they're giving out, it's where they're speaking from. And the moment it comes out, that sensory information is so automatically filtered and wired and entangled through what is always already there for you. You're already probably reacting and you can't hear anything other than what your story and survival mechanism is giving you. And then you're just waiting for your turn to speak what you already know. And of course, this is what causes us so much suffering and why we keep repeating the same patterns. We're literally repeating the past, thinking that's what we're hearing over and over and over again. That's why my husband can use one, there's a particular tone of voice that he speaks in and I cannot hear him anymore. All I hear is I'm being judged and dismissed and abandoned and all the stuff from my childhood because it has any kind of similar resonance to how my mother spoke to me. I'm not even here anymore. I, I don't even want to listen to him anymore. I am just waiting to say what I already know I need to say. We're not listening. Listening is the ability to be conscious of what is mechanical that gives you what you hear while simultaneously deepening and refining your sensitivity, your antennae, to picking up the resonance of the information in the field. You know how butterflies, they stand on a leaf and then they uncurl their antennae. Ding! There is so much more out there for us to hear but we can't hear it if we're stuck in story. We can't even hear it if we don't even know we're stuck in story. And we think that the only thing we hear is the way it is. It's a blind spot. And of course, what we hear, we think is the way it is, then that colors what we see, which then gives us what we do the limitations of our choices, our behaviors, our patterns, our emotional reactions. Deep listening. When I begin a new year of training my students in the Alchemy of Being, which is the Academy of Maturation Coaching, I'm training people to be spaces for maturation for other human beings professionally. The first piece I bring into the training is listening. And most of the students are like, listening? How basic. Why would I need training in listening? And then I literally go and give them a homework to go and actively listen to the people around them and to their world. And 100% of the time they come back going, oh shit, I can't listen. I literally can't listen. I'm already reacting. I'm just waiting to speak. In fact, the only thing I hear is the same old record playing in my own mind and my own emotions. Wow. How can we possibly want to have deeper, actually we can want, but how can we possibly have the access to have more mature, more intimate, more conscious relationships with each other on this planet if we cannot even listen to each other? Really listen. And so 
when I'm training them, what am I teaching them to listen for and where to listen from? Two important distinctions. Where are you listening from? The four-year-old that was betrayed and abandoned by mother and never feels like their voice is ever heard. That's an example. Or completely beyond story. You're so conscious of your own story and your own mechanical wiring and your own mechanical reactions that you can be with it and be responsible for it that gives you a completely different place to stand, which is beyond it all, beyond story, from the field of everything, nothing, from the space of consciousness, listening from there, oof, I tell you, you're going to hear quite a lot more information. And so what do you hear? And this is what I teach the students in Alchemy of Being, picking up the resonance that's being communicated from where someone is speaking from, picking up the pain and the trauma that's even giving them their words and their speaking, picking up where the energy is stuck in the body and stagnant, picking up where the emotion that is there that maybe the person doesn't even know is there, picking up layers and layers and layers of resonance and dimensionality that is there. But we can't hear that. When a tree falls in the forest, we're not receiving the extraordinary levels of sound waves and energy and frequency moving through the field that then translates through what we hear. We just hear the noise. Deep listening. Such a fundamental piece to our ability to have mature, and remember, maturity is not like, oh, grow up. No, maturity is evolving in our states of consciousness. The place from which we are hearing matures and evolves. I say to my students in the alchemy of being, if we train you well and you do your work, it's a nine and a half month training, you should be able to sit in front of a human being and then the first five minutes pick up enough information about that human being that you know everything you need to know to do profoundly deep work with them. We are communicating so much to each other that we don't even register because we're not listening. We're being lived by the noise of our mind. We're being lived by the emotional survival reactions of our body-mind. We're being lived by survival patterns. We're being lived by our past. So here's an exercise for you to begin your process of maturing in your states of consciousness and your relationship to listening. The first step to freedom is seeing how unfree we are without judgment, without blame, without guilt, but with full ownership and self-responsibility. I, I go back to the episode where I speak about radical responsibility. Remember, this is not a you problem. You are not doing anything wrong. You just didn't even know you've been lived by a, a survival mechanism that is hearing for you, translating information in the field for you. So please don't blame yourself. Please don't use this to beat yourself up. Please don't guilt yourself or shame yourself. This is not a you problem. This is a human problem. It's a massive one because if you hadn't noticed, we have a major issue with communication on our planet. Just look right now in this present moment at how little we are willing to really listen to each other. 
God, are we ready and quick to say what we want to say? But are we willing to listen? Gosh, that requires an extraordinary amount of slowing down, self-responsibility, self-consciousness, compassion, and letting go to even just listen to each other. Can you even imagine if even 30% of this planet matured tremendously and fundamentally in their relationship and consciousness with listening? Can you even imagine what kind of relationships would shift? My entire marriage changed just because we learned how to really listen. And we also became conscious and responsible for how little we'd ever really listened to each other or even to ourselves. So here's an exercise for you. Over two days, really pay attention to are you really listening or are you merely hearing what is being translated and the noise that you hear? When someone is speaking to you, are you really listening to them or have you already decided what they're saying and therefore deciding what you want to say in response to what they're saying? Are you really listening to yourself or are you judging what you hear and then translating that through a story and another judgment and another judgment and then you make that mean something about you? Are you really listening to the moments of your life or are you only hearing the noise of your mind and the reactions of your emotions? Now you spend two days just bringing your consciousness to that no judgment, and then journal about it. Write as many A4 pages as you can about it. What are you seeing? What are you noticing? Wow. It should begin piercing a blind spot for you, which then should allow you to start accessing another level of seeing, which then gives you more choices. So I hope this episode has been useful for you. Thank you all so much for listening. I love these conversations. I'm so grateful that we have the platform to be able to offer you this kind of education. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support this podcast, please share it far and wide. Spread these episodes to with the people that you love. If you are human, this relates to you. Share it with anybody that you think it would benefit. Share it with anyone that you think that would be able to get something positive out of these learnings. And if you love the podcast and you want to support it, the best thing you can do for us is to go to Apple and give us a five-star rating and put down a review and subscribe to our channel. The more listens that we get, the more this podcast gets spread far and wide and the more human beings we get to help. Remember, this is a human problem, not a you problem. If you are human, this relates to you. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast. And I am Nikki Clinch, your host. I will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Infinite Potential of Being Human podcast with Nikki Clinch. That's me, your host. If you are interested in understanding in a much more deeper way why we are the way we are as human beings, why your life unfolds the way it does, and how to access this extraordinary power and potential that is already there within you, within all of us actually, that you are curious and interested in how to access it, how to 
embody it and how to start living it. And whilst discovering all these things about us as human beings and our infinite potential of being human, hopefully answering some unanswered questions as to what is happening in our world today. If this is what is calling you, then please do download our free three-day masterclass, Breaking the Cycle of Repeating Patterns in Your Life, Relationships and Business. Or you can head to our website, www.nikkiclinch.com and enjoy yourself with all the information, checking out the courses and the workshops and our offerings on there. Thank you so much for listening. 